0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bratty Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. This is the podcast for a guy with a film degree.
1: And a guy who knows how to work a DVD player.
0: Talk to you about
1: movies. This week, our time machine for our 100th week of episodes is a quite special one. Avengers Infinity War.
0: That review coming up now during our 100th week of brownie points. guys, Dan here, interrupting real quick before we get into the review of Infinity War. Uh, We end up talking a little bit about WandaVision, and by little bit, I mean we talk about some massive, massive spoilers that happened within the first four episodes of the show. Uh, At the time that we recorded it, uh, there there were only four episodes, uh, so we don't talk about anything that happened in episode five, but within the first four episodes, because of how... It ties into this movie with uh, Wanda and Vision. Um, they do get brought up and discussed. So just a heads up, uh, I'm going to try and have uh, timestamps in the uh, description for this uh, in case you want to skip over that. But otherwise, listen at your own discretion because big spoilers do come up in regards to that show. So just want to give you the little heads up on to the review. Hello everybody, welcome to our second review. If you didn't listen to our first, our Brownie Bites, it is week 100. It is, well, technically like our 112th time machine if you count the Star Wars episodes, but for all intents and purposes, it's our 100th trip into the time machine. Nick, you've been picking them per usual during the pandemic. Remind everybody once again, if they didn't pay attention, where we went.
1: Uh, 2018, to see the beginning of the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, whatever phase this was, uh, Avengers Infinity War.
0: Yes, we're backtracking people, we've already talked about Endgame, so now we're talking about Infinity War. Just like Endgame, it was directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, the Russo brothers, and it was written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. They also wrote Endgame and basically all the Captain America movies up to this point, point. And dude, I I can I can do my hot take in one sentence. It holds up. It's still pretty amazing. I thank you for giving me an excuse for to to watch this again. It moved me way more than I expected to. I it's just in every single regard, this holds up spectacularly. If it wasn't ten o'clock when I finished it, or like 9 30, whatever, if it wasn't so late, I honestly was going to stay up and watch in game. Cause it really made me want to watch in game. Damn. I still love this movie. I it's just highest rating. You can break down the rating scale, highest rating still. It holds up spectacularly. And I'm so happy. I got to watch it again. Um, <laughs> so thank you from the bottom of my heart for that.
1: <laughs> again, you should thank me every morning. You should be like, thank you. <laughs> I know. Um,
0: <laughs> thank you to the father, the Holy spirit. I, and <laughs> um,
1: so, I think uh it's important with this movie to not only discuss the movie but discuss our theater uh I don't know uh experiences I was going to say interactions I was like that's not the right word yeah to no our our th- experience. theater experiences so how many times did you how many times did you see this in a theater
0: I saw this I believe twice cuz I know I saw this with my ex on opening night and I believe I saw it by myself or with my New York friends. I'm 99% sure I was by myself the second time, though. I might just be conflating different movies together, but on- only twice. Only twice did I see this in theaters, and I've seen this once on Blu-ray and now one last time for the show right now. So this is my fourth time watching it.
1: I've seen it way more than four times. Um, <laughs> I I watched this in theaters on opening night. I watched it the next day, which I've got a funny story about that. Um, and then I don't remember if I saw it a third or even a fourth time. Um, I imagine if I saw it another time, it only was three because I probably would have saw it with my dad and with... Kelsey. But when I saw it in theater on opening night, I had plans with two friends from work that we were going to go on Friday. Uh, Neither of us worked that weekend and we worked on Friday. So we were like, all right, we're just going to get off work. We're going to go straight to the theater and we're going to watch the movie. And one guy that I worked with um, that I was not, that was not in this conversation. Uh, sends me a text and he goes, Hey, uh, what are you doing after work? And I was like, eating dinner. And he goes, he's like, do you want to go see Marvel? Uh, do you want to go see infinity war? And I like, this is before the show, um, obviously. And I was not, I don't know how to word it. I, I clearly, I was not into movies as much as I was or am now because of the show, but that's because I have to watch like everything. Um, <laughs> and you're whereas, <laughs> but what I what I mean is, I was starting to get my interest in movies back. I started enjoying going to the theaters more. I started enjoying seeing a bunch of movies in theaters again. I was really starting to enjoy, you know, that. So. I was pretty excited for this. I hadn't, I still haven't seen every MCU movie, but I'd seen several of the ones right before this. Um, so I was like, uh, pretty excited for this movie to come out. And he like this one guy I worked with goes, uh, our fourth fell out. I've got a spare ticket. If you can make it to this theater in Lafayette by six 20. And I went, you have to, and he worked for the same company and he was, uh, and I think I said, I was like, as long as you can get me off for leaving right at, right at six, I can be there in time. And he goes, I, he, he uh, was, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil a bunch of stuff. Um, but he, he was like, he's like, yeah, dude, you'll, he goes, I, that, pl- that one that you're working at, you should get out of there in time. And I was like, okay, cool. So, I get there, dude, really close to when the movie starts. Like within five ish minutes of start, I get there. I get my ticket. I get my popcorn. I get my drink. You um, missed out on Maria and Menounos. <laughs> I walk in. Yeah, I, literally, Maria Menuno's was like, "Thanks for watching movie," and then the credits, and then the, the and then it's <laughs> like started with the tra- like. That's how close it was. Right. And. I walk in and I was like, all right, where are we sitting? And he goes right there. And we sat literally the front row. (laughs) Oh, Oh. So, so literally this entire movie, I'm just sitting with my head tilted up, staring at the screen and hands down. One of the best movie experiences I've had seeing a movie in theaters was this movie. Um, that's
0: the crowd was amazing.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. I remember uh, there was some guy that actually had an Infinity Gauntlet where the stones lit up that was in the theater. Oh, that's um, cool. There was this. I've I've mentioned this guy before, um, and in fact, he was going to come on and do a, a thing of Cats the musical because he's seen the musical and he hadn't seen the movie. But just scheduling wise, it fell through because it was gonna it was gonna have to take place during when I was moving. Um, and we just couldn't get it to work. It was hard enough for me and Dan to record, let alone work in someone else. Um, right. (laughs) But, um, he was there. It it was a, it was the guy that gave the guy that had the extra ticket. And then this other guy was a big comic book fan. Um, so I'll tell you why that was important later in the movie, but there was one guy to my right that was not with us. And what I thought, think it was i'm not positive i think it was the scene where thanos gets the axe in the chest if it was not that it was when they're on titan and they're trying to get the gauntlet off but i'm pretty sure it was when he got the they got the uh axe in the chest because i remember i'm pretty sure it was this point because i i just remember and i've mentioned this before sitting there and i was like oh my god they stopped him and i just hear from coming from my right Get the gauntlet off, get the gauntlet off, get the gauntlet off, get the gauntlet off, get the gauntlet off. And I was like, what? And I turned and looked at him, and at that moment, I went, oh, he's still alive. And I turned my head up, and I hear, you should have gone for the head, and then the snap. And so I had an amazing experience. Like I said. I was there for great crowd moment cheers. That guy saying, get the gauntlet off. I like literally at the time Thor realizes, Oh, this is a problem is when I realized it was a problem. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh God. No. And I turn to look at the screen and the snap happens. Um, The leaving the theater. So the snap happens Mm -hmm. and everyone knows what happens and the movie ends. And I I just, I love the way I really love the way this movie ends. Not just for the fact that it like has such a dark and dour tone, but how they end the movie is captain America going, Oh God, like realizing we failed and this is not only affecting us. This is affecting literally the entire universe having it. end. And the post credit scene teases Captain Marvel, but it still shows, like, oh, yeah, there's no hope because this is what happened to the snap outside of just the Avengers that were on screen. And I just remember, like, standing up and turning and looking around, and we're all like, oh, my God. And we all left depressed. Um, And the next day, the I go to work the next day, and what's funny is I have a text message. One of the guys I was working with that I was going to see the movie the next day with. He goes, is your car parked outside this theater? And I was like, yeah, I got an extra ticket or so-and-so had an extra ticket and offered it to me. And I, I took it cause I was dying to see the movie. And so that group of friends was like, Oh, you went and saw it before us. They were all mad, but I didn't, I didn't spoil a thing. I didn't say a single word of anything that happened in that movie. So the, the next night we go to the West Lafayette theater and we watch it there. And I think I'm the only person in this theater that's seen it to this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and um, when you see Stormbreaker come through and hit the, and hit the bolt and then it hits Thanos, I just turned and looked at my friends and I didn't watch like most of the rest of the movie. I just watched their reaction and it was, it's honestly one of the best movies endings to watch if you know what's going to happen and no one knows what's going to happen because I turned and just the reactions on their faces and especially like Peter the Peter scene where he's begging for his life gets me every single time like I get choked up every single time during that and just watching that and then it ends and they turn and look at me and I was like I had to keep that from you all day <laughs> and they were like Jesus Christ and I was like yeah but um The one last thing before we really start getting into thoughts about the movie itself rather than just the movie going experience um, is my friend that I saw it with the first night. That was the big comic book fan that was supposed to come on here at some point. Um, The post credits scene. So Sam Jackson just disintegrates and drops it and then it blinks and it shows that logo and then it cuts to black. He went Oh, and the three of us, the other three in our group that had no idea what was going on, looked at him and were like, you got to tell us. Like, I have no idea what that is. He goes, I'm pos-, he's like, I'm almost positive that's referencing Captain Marvel. He's because he was like, be- he goes, just because of how pixelated it was, because it was on a beeper. I don't know for certain, but he's like, that really looked like the Captain Marvel logo. And I was like, oh, OK. Um, so just this as much as I really like this movie and stuff, this movie makes me nostalgic for seeing something before the pandemic, when you could be in an absolutely packed theater with just a million people. And it, I as enjoyable as a uh, end game was in a theater, this is right behind it for me. And just the crowd moments were great to see in a, in a theater uh, with a bunch of people. Dude, I, 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 I don't have
0: quite as memorable a, a story as you you do, but I, I can add my experience. Here's the thing:
1: I loved, I loved my first time seeing this movie that much, and I was in the front row, the worst viewing position in a movie theater.
0: I was, um, the way my ex's theater was, um, it was, it wasn't exactly auditorium. It was a very mild escalation. It was a mostly flat, but like a slight elevation and the theater screen was like way above it. It's a really awkward kind of old way that I'm glad we definitely don't have that many theaters like that anymore. But, uh, it was out in East Hampton. It was in the Hamptons in uh, Long Island. It was the closest theater that, uh, it was the closest theater to us. And, uh, while we were, I was like in the middle, I wasn't the front row, thank God. But, uh, the, the 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 main thing that I remember, there wasn't really like a lot of costumes. There wasn't a lot of like uh, big like uh, anything's going on. Like no, like I said, no costumes, no big fanfare or anything. It, it was full though, but the one thing that I remember really. That stands out to me for this film because I, I have way more vivid memories of Endgame. The experience I think we had with Endgame stands sits with me a little more vividly. But
1: to to this day, my favorite moment seeing a movie in theater was that guy with Avengers. F- yeah, assemble! Oh, that was hands down. That was that the was, best. That's the best moment I've had seeing a movie in theaters. Oh my
0: God, seeing Endgame with you was. I I have more memories of that than this, but. I, I will never forget um, specifically the end of the movie. Like there were like handfuls of cheers here and there. Like the, the, the Hampton audience wasn't really near the right audience to like get that full like Marvel experience. Yeah. But I will remember where, will- where
1: I was living. I was in a college town, too. So you had like the prime like this movie's audience was there
0: oh 100%. If I if I went into the city, which by the way, like, yeah, good luck getting a ticket in the city. Like <laughs> nah. those those sold out the second they went on sale like a month early, but yeah. Uh, when I I will never forget at the end of the movie when the when the snap happens, just the, the pure silence. The you could hear a pin drop. You could hear like just it was the most empty silence i think i've ever heard in a movie theater and then it just kept going as everybody was disappearing and then when peter starts to 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 disappear i i personally like no offense i just i don't get choked up during that part i never have and i've watched this movie four times and that's like the one part i don't cry at
1: what (laughs) what what gets me choked up I know, I know Peter should not have took that long to disappear. I just chalk it up to how much he didn't want to go. Um, but it's Tony, it's
0: Tony's son, sort of like it's a pseudo son. Yeah.
1: It, but in terms of, um, what gets me in that scene strictly is, um, watching a child plead for their life that hard is what gets me. Um, not so much the fact that he dies, it's him pleading not to die is what gets me in that scene. I just... Like, every time.
0: I just never got emotional because I knew that everything was going to work out okay. Like, not in this movie, clearly, but in just... Obviously, they weren't going to die, and I just knew that in the back of my head. Like, it's still a devastating, really dark ending, which we can just... Kudos to the balls of these guys to actually go with that for the ending of a a two-and-a-half-hour movie against Thanos. But...
1: it's it's a pretty like that that is something to talk about. It's just the the legacy of the ending of this movie because he won like yeah just the balls of the ending to be like yeah uh you know that thing that they were trying to prevent him from doing well he did it yeah goodbye like dude it, it, after it, the it's after- a pretty it's a pretty the it's got a very large absence of sound from the moment he sets on earth. Like, yeah, there is a soundtrack, but it's pretty quiet from the moment that he gets to earth. The music is very quiet. There's no big swells. Um, and after he does the snap and people are disintegrating and dying, you hear what sounds like distant thunder rolling in the background. And that's your main sound cue. After the snap is just distant is thunder in the distance, um. Yeah, and the the so after after that after
0: the rest of the movie, I just I have to give massive kudos to. That's one of my notes. Like I, I by the way, I took way more notes on this movie than I expected. I honestly was planning on just watching the movie and not taking notes because I've seen this so many times. But I ended up taking a lot of notes. Uh, one of them yeah. of course is um the oh I thought I had the I, I, I wasn't done with the ending though. Oh, sorry. I just, Alan, Alan uh, Silvestri, Silvestri, I guess that's how you say his last name. Yeah, Alan I, Silvestri. Jesus Christ, amazing. his score I, is amazing. I bought the
1: sound, I bought, I bought this movie soundtrack. It, it is amazing, the work yeah. that he does. Oh, um, dear God. Yeah, it's so good. But in, in terms of the ending of the movie, um, it's weird how the past year has been. Um. I don't know about your work experience, but um, a lot of people around the country have experienced, you know, the uncertainty of, am I going to get furloughed? Am I going to get laid off? And having, you know, having been through the past year and then you're kind of just left standing after all that, it's like, oh, my God, the ending of the movie kind of makes sense because it's like oh my god everything's gone like we we talked about jeez i don't even remember when but i actually remember saying in some brownie bites segment last year at some point just saying who thought after we watched endgame we would be living it where there's no one around life came to a halt and you just get through day by day yeah, it's not, the, it's not quite,
0: I mean, there are people that have passed away. I'm, I'm not trying at all to say yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but for, it's it, obviously not at that scale, but it really kind of, <laughs> really kind of is, obviously not to that level of destruction, but it, like when you said it yesterday, just in terms of like your job, like, it's not a bad analogy, it's not a bad analogy, and I, maybe I just don't relate to it because my, my life didn't quite connect exactly the way that you're thinking but the way that thinking about it it really is kind of apt especially now when you just say just the world in general the the the, the norm that we had really is a pre-covid post-covid it the, the world has changed the, we're, the, the new yeah. normal is going to be normal we're not going back to Coke.
1: that normal again covid lockdowns were the snap like yeah it's it's so weird seeing this and and like I said it's it, the ending the ending that this movie had back when it came out was very I don't know if risky is the right word but just not no, normal No it is it is Because <laughs> risky is the right word okay um, To end a movie as dark just, as
0: this was a massive gamble
1: well, the, the other thing too, like the way they died, like when they come back, I know WandaVision shows like, um, spoiler alert. One of the WandaVision episodes shows the, shows the snap ending or the, they call it the blip or whatever. Um, it shows, it shows Hulk like after Hulk snap, um, Yeah,
0: when everyone starts coming back, they show they
1: show the dust coming. They show the dust coming back together. But I remember in Spider Man, the dust doesn't really reassemble. It's just like people just like, woo, we're back. Um, And (laughs) yeah,
0: I I was thinking of the high school when kids just came back and they're five years older.
1: (laughs) But what, but what I mean is, in this movie, the way that they perish is kind of is pretty haunting in a way too. Cause they don't just disappear. You watch them turn to dust and then evaporate in front of your face. And it seems like the facial facial expressions or the face is the last thing to go. So you see their in pain expressions and at the, you know, at the end of the movie with the snap too, with everything that, you know, we have WandaVision now, you know, I don't consider this a spoiler alert. Cause it's not really diving into anything, but I just watched you know, from the from the time that they announced One Division coming out, I was like, "This has to have something to do with the snap and her mental state." Um, and really? You guessed that right off the if bat? I, if yeah, why would they be in a television universe if it didn't have something to do with the snap and her doing something as a result of it?
0: I. I don't know. I guess I I just saw the trailer. I, I thought it looked like David Lynch directed I it. I had no idea what to think.
1: <laughs> I had one hundred. I one hundred percent thought it had something to do with the snap. Um, and okay, do you want me to talk about that scene that we were talking about that was in Endgame real quick about Wanda and Vision?
0: Wait, in Endgame or this one?
1: The, the deleted scene I was talking to you about earlier this week. From Endgame, oh oh uh,
0: yeah no i since I, we're talking I, about I,
1: wandavision in this
0: yeah i never uh i never ended up looking that up after you told me about it
1: <laughs> so what i'm referencing and just a heads up this is a spoiler a spoiler alert for wandavision stuff um uh, wandavision essentially they find out that wanda is making this whole universe and it's right after the it's right after the snap there is a, it's like three, I think three weeks or so after the, after the snap ends, but there is, um, a deleted scene in end game that was supposed to be like a post either a post credit scene or something. It's supposed to be real quick, but Wanda breaks into like a sword laboratory and finds vision's corpse and then does a magic thing and then now they're in the and then it shows them like arrive in the uh like 1950s tv world of wandavision and then the scene ended and they
0: seriously filmed that
1: they confirmed yeah uh paul bettany i think paul bettany talked about it and uh i don't know if elizabeth olsen did or not but like That scene, you know, has something to do with the way this movie, with what happens in this movie. And I, like I said, from the beginning, I was like, this has something to do with the snap. Like, it has something to do with she gets to continue living, but Vision doesn't. Because Vision in this movie straight up dies. Like, he doesn't get snapped. He is killed pre-snap.
0: Yeah, dude. I, Since we're on her, I just, I had a few notes about Wanda I'm not going to read all my notes about Wanda but I it's another thing that I picked up on this viewing that I never really thought of and probably it's because of Wanda Vision that I really honed in on her in this one. First off why is this a debate anymore she is the strongest Avenger she can destroy a stone second <laughs> her,
1: her god she can she can destroy a stone using one hand uh for magic and then using the other hand to fend off Thanos with other magic exactly and then, secondly, is just Jesus Christ. Elizabeth
0: Olsen is so underappreciated. Her performance is so amazing. Like it's 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 such a little thing, but like the little things, that's what gets you caught. The little things they <laughs> add up, and it's the 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 moment that I fell in love with this performance. Watching it this time was when um it wasn't all the stuff in the airport uh in Germany. Like I mean, it's it's there's. Beautiful chemistry there, but when he says, you have to do this, and she does this little uh, 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 our, our video's down, so you can't see me quivering my chin, but when she yeah. starts doing that, when you see how fast her chin is moving and she's starting to tear yeah. up, oh my god, that I hurt think, my heart I think so much. I that, <laughs>
1: scene, that scene between them is just so well acted, because she does a lot of acting with her face in that scene, that is very undercredited. Cause she just like, like the scene where he says, we're out of time. Just first of all, I, I do want to put out there. um, A lot of the issues in this movie can be resolved. If everyone just listens to vision from the beginning, and he's like, you need to, you need to take the stone out of me and you need to destroy it. Period. Like he's a computer. He's Why do they care? they saying he is. <laughs> yeah. If he's as, if he's as powerful as they say, he, as you guys say, he is, and I'm not an actual living being, who the hell cares just make sure this doesn't happen and then they're all like we don't trade lives like he's a robot He's a um, robot. But, it's like
0: peter and family
1: guy too. oh my going, god
0: who the hell cares
1: and then um go, going back to the ending um i like the chemistry between them in that scene where he's like we are out of time and The emphasis in the voice and the look mainly in his eyes of just like, you need to understand there is two outcomes right now. It's either you destroy the stone or you don't destroy the stone and he gets it like that's it, because I don't know if you're watching. He's literally not even trying and he's just like knocking everyone out without even trying. You got to do this now.
0: He punches and Black I Panther also really square like... in the face. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I also, I also really like when Elizabeth Olsen realizes what Thanos is doing by turning back time, because you can see it takes her a second to process. Like she's just because she kind of just sits there for a second. She's like, "What is he doing? Oh, oh!" And then she's she has it. Oh, and she gets punched. That was um, such
0: an oh duh! I should have saw that coming, but I still am devastated every time he does that because uh, the Russo brothers reveal that so I don't know what the right way, way to describe it is. It just it just happens so I don't know. It's it's, it's a thing it's that so, happens. It's
1: so mm-hmm. obvious. It's so obvious, but it's not the dumb way to go about doing it. Yeah,
0: it just you forget that he has the time stone because you're so invested in just her crying and the fact that Vision. Uh, died that like oh yeah he can yeah. just reverse time and middle finger ha ha, and, and,
1: and this movie again spoiler alert for WandaVision this movie gives us the creepiest shot in WandaVision history where uh, Vision is just walking around the house talking dead and Wanda turns around and sees his his uh, corpse moving and talking that is t- that shot's terrifying in that show um, is it weird that I kind of want a dead of- Vision pop figure <laughs> that's gross uh but speaking (laughs) of the most the most obvious duh fake out moments um when tony gets stabbed fighting thanos i remember the first time seeing that in a movie theater and he gets stabbed just going oh oh like you're doing it now i didn't think you'd do it now um i really thought tony was going to die in that scene i really did the first time i saw the movie
0: Oh, I, did, I, I definitely did, too. That was, God, there were so many, exa- that's part of just the endless amount of just, like, what is so risky and gutsy about this is like, oh, we're actually going to do well, this. Like, we're going, we're not just doing lot, it. We're going balls deep in this.
1: A lot of those moments, like, when you have a character as big as him, you get a build-up to their death. Like, Han Solo in uh, Force Awakens, the moment he says, Ben, I'm like, you're dead. Um, the, <laughs> <You heard it. laughs> when, when when Tony dies at the end of Endgame, the as soon as he puts the uh, as soon as he's fighting Thanos one on one, I'm like, yeah, he's dead. I was like, he he's gonna beat Thanos, but he's gonna die doing it. Eh, um, to be fair,
0: we kind of knew he get, was gonna die beforehand.
1: <laughs> but but what I'm getting at is, you have a moment in all in in all those kinds of deaths normally of. This is the heroic last stand and it's gonna it's gonna take everything from him. Mm-hmm. This one is literally as, just as quick as getting stabbed in a, in a in a fight. It's just punch, punch, grab, snap, stab. It, it's that quick and that just without that without any fanfare. and I was like, okay, I guess if you're gonna do that, he's gonna die now. So yeah. I I fell hook line and sink hook line and sinker that he was gonna die when he got stabbed in this movie what about some of the
0: other like big dark twists in this? Like uh, how about Gamora dying, <laughs> which was also equally painful to sit through four times in a row. It didn't get any
1: easier. <laughs> it Honestly, Gamora's death scene is a great character building moment for Thanos. And obviously we were going to have to talk about, I've said for a long time, we'll do it probably closer to the end of how I agree with Thanos and, all the times I've watched it since I've said that on air, I still think he's right in in some way. Um, But him kill him, killing Gamora for the soul stone really exemplifies why he's such a great villain is, Mm -hmm. especially in this universe. You don't see like villains do anything begrudgingly. And in this movie, you never see him, like, he doesn't really smile, he doesn't laugh, he doesn't take joy in what he's doing. Like, the most you see, like, delight out of him is him smirking and saying all of that for a drop of blood. Um, Kind of like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm that so tough that he had to go through all that to just scratch me. Um, but in him killing Gamora, you really see what his character is, which is a villain doing it begrudgingly just because he has this realization. He's really the only being that has had this realization. And he sees it as the only way of, you know what? I just have to do this because no one is going to sign off on it. It's not necessarily a happy, hopeful, great idea, but it will benefit the survivors so much. I just got to do it. It's and a, the the justification,
0: there's no justification in most other villains. It's just, I want to do this because blah, blah, blah. you get so much, I, it, I'm not going to use the word empathetic because I, I don't, I don't like him, but I get where he's coming from. A real understanding of where they're coming from, a fully fleshed out reason, not just movie said reason. That's why we actually well, get a fully fleshed backstory and understanding his,
1: as to how he thinks like this. His, um, one of, one of his best lines is when is what when he's talking to Gamora and he goes, the hardest decisions require the strongest wills. Yeah, dude. Like that is, that is the epitome of who he is. He's like, look, I'm not saying this makes me happy. I'm not saying that this is the, is the, uh, most upbeat way to go about doing this, but people are starving. Planets, planets cannot sustain the life that they have on them. The best thing to do is just get rid of half of all life, let it let it balance out, and then we just adjust the worlds from there. And- but we
0: even see Titan. He shows Titan. This was a beautiful place, and now it's dead. Like that. That hit me this well, time watching his, it
1: too. His. His line when he's talking about that too is he's like they called me a madman. And, mm-hmm. he, and and I just love when he's talking about it. He goes it was going it just random fair, rich, poor, old, young. You just do it at random. And he's like and they called me a madman and now it's destroyed and there's no life on it. So maybe they should have listened. Like he he comes across like He comes across as someone that's just like, I'm doing my duty. I'm not, I don't enjoy it. I just know this is what I have to do. And that's what's horrifying about him. Ultron. Not only, not only what's, what makes him horrifying, but you know, I'm not happy that I agree with him, but I've kind of like, dude, your point makes sense to me. Like. You know but it's still genocide. Yeah. It's,
0: no one person should have that decision or the power to make that decision or the power to carry forth said but, decision if he has the right to make said decision. It's but, still genocide.
1: But, like he said, at random. And he and the thing is, do you really think he goes, as he's snapping, he's in his head saying who should live and who should die. I think he's going, randomly erase 50%. Snap. Like... I believe he is doing it random and He's I, it's he's still killing people. That bummer.
0: Um <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know where the nuke's gonna land punch. <laughs> it's still pulling the trigger that ends up hurting people.
1: Um but it, it, again sorry, I, I was reading it. I was reading it. I, my phone went off like five times. And I had a bunch of text messages. I was like, "What is going on?" I was reading it for a second. Um,
0: oh no, it's our but, Reddit. It's our Reddit thread. No.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that's the other thing too. Is how many other villains do in in the MCU have people gone? You know what? He's got a point. Like, um, how
0: many villains are even half as complex as I Thanos? Can... <laughs>
1: Well, the only other one that I can kind of think of is the villain in Civil War because he's kind of got a point. The issue is the character is just angry about something and it's not just like... He he raises a fair point of, yeah, honestly, they should have some sort of jurisdiction, shouldn't they? And then, yeah, the way he goes about it is wrong, but like Thanos is, is the next step of that guy where it's like, not only does he have a have a point it's a pretty well thought out one to the point where it's like you know what kind of yeah
0: like that just um, means he would win in the debate club in high school that doesn't mean it's a good idea (laughs) just because it's a just because you you imagine
1: can you imagine high school can you imagine high school (laughs) thanos he's like the fullback on his uh football team and he's got like 87 (laughs) touchdowns
0: He's the fullback, he's, he's, he's the edge like rusher, he's wall. everything.
1: <laughs> Dude. Um spe- speaking of Thanos, the children of Thanos, the guy that they call Squidward, the one thing I want to point out in this movie is he gets uh when he- they're having the fight in New York and he makes those bricks turn into like spear tips and he throws them at uh uh Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange. <laughs> and then Doctor Strange and Wong fling him back at him and it sh- it scrapes the side of his head there is an episode of SpongeBob where Squidward has a clay statue of him and SpongeBob and Patrick are playing frisbee and it like goes through Squidward's window and it hits Squidward's clay statue of himself on the same side of the head and makes the same like scra- like it's a scrape, but it also leaves like a quarter inch divot in the side of the guy's head. And you look at the guy they call Squidward in this movie, and he has the same injury. And I'm like, I've actually never caught that before until now that the injury looks exactly the same on the same spot
0: of his head. Oh, that was that was the same statue of that meme I sent you that said uh, when they used the wrong temperature gun at Walmart. <laughs>
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, okay i was like what are you talking about
0: oh okay i didn't know if we had a call lag or if you were actually
1: just confused <laughs> uh, no i was genuinely I was like what are you talking about um but um oh i have a I, note
0: about this battle in new york by the way once you finish your point <laughs> uh
1: the one thing that i i like about this movie speaking of the battle of new york in new york is how well, it interweaves these stories because not one of these stories feels like it doesn't get the attention it deserves and it doesn't feel like it lingers on the other story so long you forget about what's going on in the rest of the of the of the world of this movie.
0: Yes, and this actually kind of ties into my note just a little bit because there are two characters. It's it's not it doesn't ruin the movie or it doesn't it's 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 two minor characters, but they both end up becoming chicks in the bucket because I guess somebody has to. The one goon that gets sent to Antarctica and then Benedict Wong's character, they just both go through a portal and that's the end of them in the movie. Like twenty minutes yeah. in. Like they they're both chicks in the bucket. Like <laughs> we don't get any context, <laughs> we don't get any reference to them ever again. Like that goon's probably just dying, either freezing to death or starving to death in Antarctica. Like, and he's lost one of his arms. <laughs>
1: He might be bleeding to death. Actually, he's a Wampa. He, oh my god, think, he got transported to Hoth. He's missing an arm. <laughs> he's a Wampa. He's the Wampa. How
0: do we? How do we know those portals? Portals don't carterize though. They could be really hot.
1: yeah true. Um,
0: <laughs> That's why I'm saying he froze to death.
1: <laughs> what? What do you think of Hulk in this movie?
0: I love everything that happens with Mark Ruffalo in this movie. I love the conflict of the Hulk getting scared to actually come out. That's ah, oh, that's such a cool way to do him well, in this
1: movie. That's That's one thing I really wanted to praise the movie for because I think it, the people that wrote this movie made the best decision they could in that everyone was going to spend the whole movie sitting there going yeah, but when's Hulk going to fight Thanos? When's Hulk going to fight Thanos? And then just building it up in their head into some, it's going to be happening already, the big final battle. It's going to be some big, crazy fight in the middle of this amazing battle. And instead, they're just like, yeah, have him fight him in the first three minutes and then have Thanos beat the piss out of him and then make the Hulk afraid to come out because something can beat him.
0: Literally beat him into submission. I love that choice too yeah. because like when you're thinking of a structure of a show like a, like a like a spectacle show you want something big at the start and then you have a, bu- a series of like varying degrees of impressiveness and then of course you got the big thing at the end so yes I agree that was a perfect way to f- surprise everybody with that being right off the bat ah beautiful so, perfect so writing. They,
1: they have so the this movie, does something that Ryan Johnson has tried to do his whole career. Is it has an excellent movie that subverts your expectations. It has the Hulk fight at the very beginning. Um, it has, uh, it has Thor actually succeed in getting back at Thanos, and Thanos still does the snap. It has the Tony Stark stab that makes you think he's gonna die. It's got three massive moments in this movie. That makes you think, "Oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this." And it subverts your expectations, but it does it in a way that's so good. And not to drudge up our thoughts on Last Jedi again. Again, we both really like the movie. My biggest problem with it is <laughs> my my biggest problem with it, again, is he tries to subvert your expectations with literally every decision in the movie. To the point where it's like I now expect the complete opposite of what I expect to happen in the scene to happen. So the movie's not even that interesting to watch anymore because I feel like I'm being led to a lie the whole time. The story, Um,
0: it's not, it's not the story that's as important as just what can I do to mess with you, you Star Wars fans.
1: Yeah, it, it just, it just comes, it just comes across as I'm gonna subvert your expectations.
0: I say that also being a it's, massive it's, fan it, of the Last Jedi. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's how can I do or what can I do that's the opposite of what you think will happen, and it's like, dude, you're not serving the story at, at by subverting my expectations. You're just doing it to constantly do it. Um, yeah. But <laughs> this this movie has so, has so has several massive things happen, and they're like, actually, this is going to happen instead. Like, oh, the other thing, the other thing uh, that's a Massive, it's, it's not so much, it's uh, not so much subver- subversion is when, Oh yeah. Sorry. Is, is when Dr. Strange says early in the movie, he's like, if it becomes, if it comes between letting you die, letting the kid die and saving the time stone, I will not hesitate to let you two die. And then at the end, and then at the end, he goes, save his life and I'll give you the stone. And I re- I remember watching it at that point. I know it's not a super astute thing, but again, I was not a super huge movie person at that point was, when he says that, I was like, "Cause he says there's one way we beat Thanos, and it's like, okay, if there's one way they beat Thanos, and he says that, and he's basically begging for Tony's life. Tony obviously is the key to beating Thanos,
0: right? But <laughs> in the real in the real world, we all knew that that was gonna be the case anyway." <laughs> It's hard. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be the party pooper. It's just some some, some, every now and then while I'm watching these Marvel movies where it just feels like the all is lost moment is like, no, it's calm down. (laughs) We all know this is going to be fine.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, this this movie does try and make you feel like all is lost, too, because you know oh and
0: that's a, that's a credit to this movie for actually again having the balls to actually like no we're gonna burn one of our movies and risk the goodwill of the assumption that like people are gonna be coming out here because they know what we deliver and we're gonna give you one of the bleakest movies of 2018
1: well that's what i was getting at was the bleakness of the movie right off the start like like we said alan silvestri does an amazing job with the soundtrack oh, such and such a great score when yeah. you When you think of dark and dour, depressing superhero movies, you don't typically think MCU movies. Um, And right off the bat, you have a civilian ship putting out an SOS signal, pleading for mercy. Like, we're not a war vessel. Uh, We have families on board this ship. Please stop. Anyone send help that you can. Uh, We're going to die. Right off the bat is um, just super sad sounding music and the fact that everyone died and one of the main characters through this series was just murdered on screen in a pretty brutal way. You know, strangulation is a pretty brutal way to kill somebody. And then you throw on the fact that we watch almost the entire thing. Like most of the time that he's dying due to not having enough air, you're looking at his face.
0: Oh, and it's not just like he still looks pretty. Like his eyes are bulging. He's paled. He's got a little bit of blue veins. Like that's it is. That's what I mean. Horrific. Like you.
1: That's what I mean. Like you watch a man be strangled to death on screen, and then he's tossed to the ground, and he goes, uh, "No reincarnations this time," or something like that. It's like My
0: no, God. Uh, I think resurrection. I can't, I can't remember the word either. Yeah, no
1: resurrections this time. Yeah, and the, the other thing that's good too i i i didn't actually remember or i didn't think of it this much um when we went into endgame the first time um how much this movie destroys like um what was the thor movie before this called
0: uh that was thor the dark world
1: or was or oh right ragnarok Ragnarok. i'm sorry ragnarok yeah my bad so thor ragnarok he watches his planet get destroyed, his dad dies. Um, like every everything was looking pretty bad for him, and then he thinks he gets he gets his people saved, and instead he kills, he has he leads half of them to death. Um, and he watches his brother get strangled in front of his eyes, his best friend gets stabbed, and he's left to live with it. He uh gets a chance to make amends for it. And he gets the, he gets the hit on the bad guy that should kill him, but he doesn't do it. Uh, he doesn't go for the head. He goes for a painful death so that he can taunt him. That leaves the villain to live. And then he snaps it. He does the snap that he's wanting to do. And then half the population in the universe dies. That would break the spirit of a character pretty damn well. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. The way he ends up acting in Endgame game afterwards.
0: Yeah. That's I, it makes more yeah, sense. It like, makes
1: way more sense. Like, the seeing scene this with where he fresh says, eyes definitely say re-helped. Thanos' name. Yeah, sorry. The scene where he says don't say Thanos's name, that emotion hits harder now.
0: Yeah, getting the recontextualization of seeing this again with fresh eyes after all the Marvel we've seen, like I've seen Endgame 3 times before I watched this a fourth time, all this it really just makes more sense. Like in all these like yeah, you pick up little things when you watch a movie again and again like I don't know, having time to separate from this movie as much time as I have, like, uh, upwards of two years at least, like, I really picked up a lot more stuff this time around than I did the first time, and that's that's credit to Kevin Feige for being such a genius at having this plan so... Uh, down to the T, there's so many little things, and he's so character-conscious, he's lore-conscious... Just it's amazing how much detail he's able to keep track of and have things carry over in the writing and again in the characters. I it's it's incredible speaking, how he's been the producer of, of speaking, this.
1: Speaking of things with characters uh, that need credit, uh, I I I haven't heard enough about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and her chemistry with Robert Downey Jr. in these movies, uh, but. 'Cause she doesn't yeah. remember even when is... filming this movie. <laughs> oh, really?
0: Oh no, you didn't see that. Someone asked her no. uh, an event someone asked her an, an infinity war and endgame question, and she legitimately forgot she was even in those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, dead serious. <laughs> but
1: her her and Robert Downey Jr. have great chemistry together. The scene where um the scene where she is uh, talking to Tony when he gets on the ship, you can hear the heartbreak in her voice of, please, for the love of God, tell me you're not on that. And then if I can not necessarily yell at you, but if you can hear me, I'm going to tell you to get off there because of how not okay I am with this. Like, that is another real quick, heart-wrenching scene. And it doesn't get me choked up, but it's one of those ones where like, that's hard to listen to. Like you really believe that, okay, this character is pleading with the love of her life. Like you gotta get off there because I, I can't do this anymore. Does it make it less impactful for you knowing that
0: every time she was in a Marvel movie, it was a paycheck and she could not give two flying craps about being in it.
1: <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And that's the thing that shows too, is after Iron Man, after Iron Man, I've only seen Iron Man 3 once, I but I can tell after Iron Man 2, they were trying to, like, have her in the movies less and less.
0: Oh, yeah, she was, she was totally done after the first Iron Man. It's so obvious.
1: <laughs> like, dude, she, um, I don't know how to word it. I think it was she signed up for these movies. They became bigger than she expected and she was like, "This is stupid nerd crap." Like she actually seems like the person in this universe that would be um who played who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original Star Wars?
0: Oh, Liam Neeson?
1: No, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original Star Wars, not Qui-Gon Jinn in the oh, prequels. Oh, Oh, Alec Guinness, I'm
0: sorry. I yeah, Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness.
1: Alec Guinness is like super well known for how much he hated Star Wars. Oh and yeah, I love like the type that. of person that, that she seems like the type of person that would watch or would be in these movies and be like I absolutely hate them and I'm just so tired of doing them and I don't want to be asked about Marvel movies. I want to I want to talk about being a arteur with my acting prowess is like shut up. And my go- up. <laughs> and um, my
0: goop. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was my favorite thing about Star Wars, by the way, was reading about how much Alec Guinness actually hated being in those movies, because I didn't yeah, know that before we did it she, for the show.
1: <laughs> she she seems like she would be the Alec Guinness of this movie. Um,
0: oh, 100%, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, before you watched Endgame, did you rewatch this movie?
0: Oh, I... Maybe like
1: the first time you saw it in theaters.
0: Uh maybe. I can't definitively say. I don't remember if I had time to. I really can't remember.
1: <laughs> my I don't my think dad I did. was trying to catch up. My dad was trying to catch up on the MCU, so I remember rewatching it with him one time. Um but is there is there anything that sticks out to you from this movie that you feel like was not uh delivered upon in end game
0: oh that's a good question um that didn't have a good resolution in end game uh what's what's to what's something that stood out to you i kind of i kind of can't think of anything off hand i feel like Endgame game did a pretty good job of tying all the ends together or at
1: least i, I can I, remember it right I... now I agree with a lot of with pretty much everyone. I don't think Thanos is as good in an endgame um, just because he's so. He seems well, he's... like he's enjoying what he's doing more in, in endgame than he is in this one. What um, arc doesn't I have in endgame it to, though? It, it's a younger Thanos.
0: What's what? I was saying, uh, sorry, I was saying, what arc does he have in it, though? Like, he's already won. What more of a story arc could he have? Like, until he finds out that they're going back in time, there's not really anything for him
1: to do. He was kind of written into a corner. Yeah. So, I, you know, nothing really sticks out to me as, you know, it's set up in this movie and it's not executed very well, (laughs) other than... Honestly, other than Captain Marvel, feeling incredibly forced. Um, oh, I no, we've in disagreed her four on scenes.
0: Yeah, no, we've disagreed about that already. Um, I I kind of have something to ask you, but, unless you still have something to say.
1: Um, no, the the only other thing is, I feel like the scene with WandaVision hits harder. Where she goes up to Thanos in Endgame and she's like, you took everything from me. And he's like, I don't even know who you are. I think that scene's even (laughs) funnier after rewatching this movie and being like, oh, yeah, he has a solid like minute and a half, two minute conversation with her after killing Vision or before killing Vision. Right. Did
0: you? Okay, I guess this is kind of a two parter. Did you watch Endgame between when you watched this and right now while we're taping?
1: No, no, I did not.
0: Okay, um, well, to the best that you can answer, or feel like you can answer in this moment, which one do you like better, Infinity War in game? Because I'm, I'm not trying to pe- play like favorite, er, not favoritism, but like the that that in the moment, whatever that cliche is. Like, I'm not trying to play like just because I just watched it. I think Recency I can conf- bias. Yes, recency bias. Thank you. I'm not trying to sound like recency bias, I, but I I genuinely think I like Infinity War better than Endgame.
1: I That's an interesting question. I I will say I think the better movie is Infinity War. I will I will say that right now. I think the better movie itself is Infinity War. Yeah. It doesn't that's what feel I'm very convoluted. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it has as far-fetched of a story and I'm not saying that that is a that makes uh, Endgame suck. I gave it Sprinkles back then too and I still stand by that movie deserves Sprinkles. I I really like that movie but kind of the uh, simplicity and the dark dourness of Infinity War is just really sticks out for me Um, I like that the villain is better in this too. That, is a, that is a big step for me just because he is such a good villain in this movie um, I would say I think uh, I like Infinity War better it's not by a lot um, but I feel like um, I feel like Endgame has more like right word more memorable moments
0: i think i think i can sum up some of the feelings that you're feeling it's to me what it is is that infinity war really like it has such a strong it's about the story like the story is thanos has finally arrived but it's it's not just about well thanos finally showed up like there is an actual story with arcs that all the characters go through that you've said before was perfectly balanced they're all interwoven together everything feels like it was so meticulously written to tell a story but also have all these little individual stories it's it's how you're supposed to write a movie this big with this many characters every story feels fulfilled every the overarching story feels like a great beginning middle and end even though it's dark as hell it's a fantastic movie and it's written so beautifully so then when we go into endgame Endgame kind of just feels like the, the, the season finale to a TV show. Like, it kind of just feels like that sequence of moments where this gets resolved, that yeah. gets resolved. Like, it's a three-hour third act. This, like, it's not this really about resolved. the story.
1: This gets resolved, that gets resolved. Here's your curtain call moments, and here's the payoff to what yes. you've been waiting for for a couple things. And it, that's not bad, because it's done very well, but... If you were to say what would you what would you rather watch? I would probably ra- I'd probably say Infinity War.
0: It's it's a it's not about it's just it's an extra 3 hours to end the story and say, "Hey fans, thanks for sticking along with this gamble. Thanks for making it pay off for yourselves and for us." Like this is just the big fireworks final hurrah. It's not about it's, writing a this, good story.
1: It's it's almost like hey, if we were to put these two together, it's a six-hour movie. Yeah. And a lot of the second half of the movie is going to be fan service and payoff. What if we just make the second half its own movie and we don't feel like we have to cut out anything that people are wanting as fan service and payoff? Granted, again, that doesn't make it bad. It's just that's what it feels like is, okay, here's here's your release of what you've been waiting for. And this movie more is along the lines of, hey, here's just this story and here's this really good villain.
0: It's a a traditional movie versus fan service. And no, Endgame is not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie, but if you ask me, like, sincerely, like, what is the better literal movie? Infinity War is definitely the better movie because it's more a literal movie.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's funny, you know, thinking about it as, you know, kind of the last cuz what uh Ant-Man and the Wasp came out after this, but like it's the yeah. last huge movie before we started doing this show.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it is.
1: Like it it was, you know, it <laughs> uh we all got depressed and Dan and I were like we got to start talking about these and record it. Um but well there
0: was well it, that was 2018. we still didn't this this was April 2018 so we didn't do the show for almost a year because of March 2019 is when we, <laughs> yeah. it was almost a year
1: <laughs> but it's the other thing that I think is interesting too like we were talking about earlier is it has so many story points that feel like they get the proper amount of attention. It doesn't feel like it holds too long on something. Because that's something that really stuck out to me this time is how well it balances jumping around between all the different story notes.
0: Oh, and you know they filmed at least four hours of footage. So to get it down to two and a half hours is impressive.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, the, the thing that's funny is, or that's interesting about this, is how in the beginning, in the beginning it focuses so much on... Um, uh, doctors I always have trouble with this name doctor strange and like the Iron Man group story yeah Um, and then it kind of mention and then it kind of mentions the Captain America uh, storyline the middle of the movie focuses super heavy on Thor storyline with the Guardians of the Galaxy and then oh, we the haven't even end, talked about
0: Black Panther yeah <laughs>
1: yeah well that's what i'm getting at and then at the end of the movie it focuses super hard on captain america and black panther focuses a little bit on uh iron man's group in his group story and then it brings thor in to the captain america and black panther storyline and then vision is the mcguffin through line through all the stories it's
0: <laughs> visions the mcguffin
1: <laughs> vision is the magical mcguffin pig <laughs>
0: Magical McGuffin Mag- Magical Vision. <laughs> that Dude. sounds like the worst special feature to a DVD. Now in Magical McGuffin Vision.
1: <laughs> Can you... Do you want to elaborate on how, if they just listen to Vision, Thanos' plan doesn't work? Like, what is it? Well, there's not much else what to it. it. You're
0: right. That's There's no movie yeah, if they like, actually listen to him.
1: <laughs> like... Really, really think about it. Vision, when they get to... um, uh, They get to, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, and <laughs> they're like, okay, this is what's going on, and Vision goes, you gotta pull it out of my head, you gotta destroy it, and you gotta let me die. You and I, I get what they're getting at, where they're like, hey, th- we're not arguing that the stone shouldn't be destroyed, although it's hilarious that, <laughs> that they have different storylines where... Thor is we, Thor and the Guardians are like we have to prevent him from getting these stones and we have to keep them and then he's gonna always be after us. Um, Robert Downey Jr. throws out almost immediately, we gotta destroy that stone and then, uh, and then Doctor Strange is like, we absolutely cannot do that. And then Vision is like, we have to destroy the stone now. Bummer, I have to die. And then everyone in his group is like, we're not disagreeing with you to destroy the stone. We're disagreeing with you that you have to die. We think we can save your life and then destroy the stone.
0: It's a computer. Oh, my God. Like, literally, like, for what? Like, everyone is just losing a computer that can talk. And Wanda is just a slight step above it with, like, the most elaborate sex toy ever. Well, like, that's all well, it is.
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean have, you, have you ever had a hard drive crash? Yes, I've had multiple. You'd be in tears, too. You'd be well. You'd be in tears too. But what I'm,
0: what just what I'm. I don't have at, sex with my heart. What drive I'm at is
1: Dan's like oh USB port oh 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 you know what I mean oh um but oh the C. That's drive. the other thing that I find funny too. It, that's the thing I find funny too about Vision is it's just like so. Does he have working genitalia? Because if he does. He's not a, a he's not a robot. He's an actual human being. Does he have voting rights?
0: Like <laughs> no, he can he could he can have no, I literally a toy. Like he's got to have blood and organs to be a a, a literal human. Like and then the he would the have li- a
1: working sex organ. You you can make
0: anything out of you can make anything out of mechanics in this day and age like clearly like Tony knows how to do it like that doesn't mean and just because he has the soul stone like I'm sorry I'll put it out there he's not a person just because he's got the soul stone in his head I will say that controversially
1: spe- spe- speaking 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 of uh, Tony and technology do you love the uh, the nanobots excuse for you have to CGI the suit on me now.
0: Oh my god. I'm not I... getting
1: in that makeup anymore.
0: Oh my god. I I knew that well before this, like way back in like twenty eighteen, but that was one of my notes was uh nanobots, aka I don't want to wear this fing suit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wasn't gonna forget it, but I just wrote that in my notes anyway, just because it made me laugh. Um
1: oh by the way I was gonna um, say I, because of Ultra... where I'm si- because of where I'm sitting, I can't see the timestamp, so I just put an hour and five minutes in. I was like, you dance at the F word. Um, okay, but oh, the the other thing but, I want to say too, before we get off of Ultron
0: was, or not Ultron, Vision. Did you notice, or does it bother you that Vision is like the ultimate badass like and can destroy Ultron, is the only thing that can destroy Ultron, but then in this movie, just because movie, he's like
1: worthless in terms of fighting skills? <laughs> so what's funny about you mentioning him being able to destroy Ultron, I've only seen Age of Ultron one time. Um, it's the not really Avengers <laughs> so uh, my relationship with the MCU, I really liked the Iron Man movies uh one and two. I've since learned not to love two as much um I remember I liked Thor I thought Captain America was okay and the Hulk movie that I own I saw and I was like, it's all right um and I saw the first Avengers and I remember people just talking about how incredible it was. And I was like, it's incredible that this movie happened. That doesn't make it specifically an incredible movie. Um, I think the first Avengers is okay. I think it's more. What's amazing about the movie is that it was such a big kickoff event for what the MCU became and the fact that the movie itself could happen. Um, I, I, I agree. I agree uh, on
0: both fronts. I think it's, I agree historically, but I disagree with you that I think it's a great movie too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) um avengers age of ultron however i saw one time and i remember the when i was watching it just thinking i was like wow i am bored um i really did not like age of ultron all that much i'm kelsey's probably gonna hate me because of how much she likes the blacklist i'm not a massive james spader fan largely because of his time on the office um, so him as Ultron, <laughs> I just kept seeing Robert California. Of course um, it's the
0: office. I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm just like, oh, of course it's the office.
1: <laughs> but what I just, what I'm getting at is I don't have a huge memory of that movie. So you saying he's who beats Ultron. Okay. I forgot he was that. Um, so yeah, he was, the, he was the big climax at the end of that movie. Yeah, I don't remember. But what I'm getting at is I don't have as much of a problem with ultra or er, uh vision in this movie because I don't remember the movie where he basically was unstoppable. Um and then uh Civil War uh aka uh The Avengers 3. Um a.k.a. the best
0: Marvel movie ever. That's the only movie I put above Infinity War. I think Civil War is a borderline masterpiece.
1: I haven't watched it in a long time, but I will say I think that might actually be a good movie for us to watch sometime soon, just to be like, is it better than Infinity War while Infinity War is fresh in our minds? Yes, Um, yes, yes, yes. I, I remember... I actually get Civil War confused with uh, The Winter Soldier all the time because The Winter Soldier for me is the is the big... I, I I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I might be saying what everyone else is saying. Um, but as someone that's not seen a, all the Marvel MCU movies, the movie that sticks out in my mind as the big turning point for the MCU, it's Winter Soldier because... It is the everything you know is a lie. These are now big espionage type movies. Um, and these don't necessarily have as happy and uplifting an outlook on life as they did in the beginning. Like they they got serious while maintaining the kind of sense of humor that they had in the movies. But they got pretty serious in the fact that they're like, yeah, there's some pretty big consequences for a lot of stuff now.
0: Yeah, that's not to, not to discredit what you're saying. A lot of people agree with you
1: that. Yes. Okay. Like I said, I've not seen all of them, so I don't know if other movies did, but of the no, ones I, I've seen, that to a me lot of, is the big turning point movie. A lot of people disagree I called it with I me. I actually nicknamed that, that movie. Oops, sorry. I, I nicknamed I nicknamed Captain America Winter Soldier. I nicknamed it Captain America Everything You Know Is A Lie.
0: I, I, I just said that Civil War is the best one. A lot of people say that Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie. Like in, in, the, MCU, the, movie. Like in, in the MCU, a lot of people say Winter Soldier is the best one.
1: so to kind of wrap things up before we get to the Nicholas cage question, um, this (laughs) obviously it was the Thanos movie (laughs) this obviously was the Thanos movie. And something that I think it, it does very well is they know that, you know, Thor, you know, the Hulk, you know, Tony Stark, you know, Captain America, you know, uh, Black Widow and all these characters, right? So instead of hyper focusing on those storylines about those characters, they instead spend a large amount of this movie building this character that you've had teased to you for 10 years and they build him up. So, uh, throughout this movie, So do you think Thor delivered, not necessarily on him being such a great, on him being a great villain in general, but do you think Thor delivered on the 10 years of hype we had for him? Or uh, Thanos, did he deliver on the 10 years of hype we had for him? I was
0: going to say, I don't know the Thor connection you're trying to make.
1: (laughs) They have too many TH names.
0: I, uh, I, I yeah, I completely, I completely think that this was worth the worth the build up. I especially like cuz we haven't called him out specifically or the visual effects team. So just for the brief minute that we like have left. Dear god, I wish the visual effects team won an Oscar for this because this motion capture performance, technology, what it, I could see traces of Josh Brolin in in the CGI. It's it's that intricately detailed. And then Josh Brolin himself, he had no reason to be as committed or so damn good at being Thanos as he was, but we're all the better for him being as committed to that performance as he was. He was, he was magnificent.
1: I think, um, you know, it's obvious too, that he went through a redesign, um, because his character obviously looks different, but for the better, I I think, think he looks great. Yeah. I think that he had, he was it was such a risky character to do because he had so much potential to just not live up to the hype and i think they handled him very well um as we discussed earlier but i really think he lives up to the hype because because i remember like this is the this is the thanos movie and i was like thanos and i saw him and i was like oh that was the guy at the end of the first avengers movie and i was like Wait, we're just now getting around to doing his movie. He's been around for like ten years, and they're like, "Yeah, that's kind of the point." Um, so,
0: <laughs> sorry, the way you said that was funny. So,
1: but I, I think, I think they handled him very well.
0: It's, it's that combination I, I of he, Chris. I think oh, he delivers. Yeah, it's that combination of Chris and uh, Stephen or Scott, whatever his name is. Uh, the two writers, and Josh. I. Oh my God! They wrote such a great screenplay, and then again, like I said, Josh, just a credit to him being as talented and fantastic an actor as he is. Like you can see, I mean, if he if he hated being in this, like Gwyneth Paltrow, I mean, he didn't. But if he did, but still gave us this same performance, like he should have gotten an Oscar for this movie then. Like if that was the case, <laughs> because he's he's just so great in this.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much everything I have. I've got a, I've got a decent amount of notes. Oh, the, the other thing that throw out there, um, <laughs> I, this was near one of my other notes vision again says the best plan. And they all say no, uh, red skull in this movie, um, talking about moments <laughs> in the theater that, uh, just were crazy to just see, I remember when he when he comes out of the shadows in the in the movie theater and just my whole theater going, get the hell out of here! He's in this, like, bravo! No one saw that cameo coming either. It's funny.
0: It wasn't actually Hugo weaving from the first movie, and I wrote that down yeah, it was in my some notes. Guy pretending to be Hugo weaving, I wrote I wrote down in my notes, uh, this would have been Hugo weaving if he wasn't such a dickhead. <laughs>
1: why what what was the story behind that
0: oh he had no desire to be a part of the marvel universe ever again <laughs> he hated making captain america he 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 spoke why? on the record the makeup uh that was a big part of it uh, he was very open about how much he hated wearing that makeup and making that movie
1: i hate making a bunch of money okay goodbye
0: yeah i know right <laughs> I was in the matrix, but Marvel is too far. <laughs> yeah.
1: Look, all the, all the, uh, effect you need on my face is I need to pout my lips.
0: Oh, and Lord of the Rings. I was in Lord of the Rings and the matrix, but no Marvel. Nah, I'm done.
1: <laughs> Nerds have their fill of me.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, and more nerd, uh, more nerd stuff. Uh, V for Vendetta. He was V in V for Vendetta. <laughs>
1: And Natalie Portman was in that, and that's someone that hated making a Marvel movie, too. Connections. It's like the six oh. degrees of hating Kevin Bacon.
0: <laughs> six degrees of Kevin Feige. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> six degrees of hating Kevin Feige. Um, yeah. <laughs> who would you Who would you cast Nicolas Cage to be in this, and why? Uh, I...
0: Oh man, I the the best answer I could say out of the plethora of choices that we have. I want him to be that main henchman that looks like Squidward. I, I I'm sorry, listeners. I don't remember that character specific name, but
1: Squidward. Oh, Squidward. I'm Squidward. I'm really, really Squidward.
0: <laughs> I think it would be great delivering some of those monologues, or just even the lines of just like, "If I return to Thanos and the stone is still on your body." we're going to have problems or whatever he said.
1: <laughs> so, my pick is difficult because it would have ramifications throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I don't want it to.
0: Don't say fans. Ned.
1: No, 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 no. God no. Josh Brolin is so good. What I'm what I'm getting at is Ned, Spider-Man's best friend on the bus. What? I want it to be this one shot. The heavy, the heavyset guy that looks out the window and he's like, oh no, my God, be- we're all gonna die. I want I Nicolas Cage to deliver that line. Cause I think be like, oh my God, we're all gonna die. Um, I think that would be hilarious but i only want it in that one shot and they have to like spe- like specify that no this is ned and we're just trying to make you understand that we're pointing it out <laughs> for this one shot how insane it is that we got nicholas cage to say this line but we're gonna go back to the heavyset kid in the other movies you you didn't want him to replace stan lee as the bus driver
0: well you never seen a spaceship no Stan before.
1: Lee. <laughs> no stan lee needs to be in the movie um <laughs> but, yeah, that's everything I I got for uh for Infinity War. I don't know about you.
0: Oh my God, I I I don't think we can go on another hour. Uh, I don't just glancing real quick. I don't have any other notes that I feel like are necessary to say out loud, other than I. God, I really, really miss Chadwick Boseman. I really miss him. <laughs> Within the span of yeah, uh, I was
1: I was deliberately trying to not bring him up because I didn't want you to just go on for ten minutes about how much you missed him. Like, there's so many other things to talk about besides the thing you've mentioned. Every movie we've had of his since then.
0: Oh no, no, I wasn't. No, I just in the span of the last two months, I've or we watched uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and then I watched The Five Bloods when I got my TV, and then watching this like. God damn, I'm I'm still so upset that we don't have him anymore.
1: Yeah, it's a real tragedy. um <laughs> yeah, That's everything I
0: got. Uh, sucks to suck. No. <laughs> mm. oh, excuse me. Yes, I I think we should tap out of this. Uh, that listeners is our thoughts on Avengers: Infinity War, our big 100th week time machine. We're going to take a very brief break, and when we come back, we're going to let you know what we got coming up next week. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. That is it for our 100th week of the show. Thank you for listening in. Hopefully, whether you've been listening to us all a hundred episodes or not. Thank you for, <laughs> okay. for
1: like the 90 97th time.
0: <laughs> yeah. You didn't do that all the way at
1: the start. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> thank yeah, you. Yeah, We were using someone else's song and then, and then Dan <laughs> lost the file.
0: No, you wanted to change it.
1: <laughs> you wanted no, to No, You th- said I lost the file and you were desperate to find it and you couldn't figure out where to find it from. And I was like, dude, forget it. Let's just find a different song.
0: Oh, er, no, yeah, that's right. I don't remember why I, c- I lost the file. I don't remember. No! Oh, it was, cor- no, something, it, it got corrupted and I couldn't re download it. That was what the problem was. It was corrupted. Oh. <laughs> that's what <gotcha>. happened. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, my God. Trip down memory lane, that was. Uh- <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you anyway to Island and Barf and a Fugue for the bumper music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we appreciate it. Next week, guys. For our uh, for our next episode, our first movie is going to be on Netflix. Yes, we're finally getting off of HBO Max for one week. And we're going to watch the brand new movie starring Zendaya and John David Washington, Malcolm and Marie. Netflix is toting this as the first big budget American film to be uh, pre-production film and edited entirely within the COVID-19 pandemic. And we're gonna let you know what we think about it. That's gonna be our first film, Malcolm and Marie. Nick, remind everybody where we're gonna be going into the time machine for our second film.
1: The Belco experiment. I picked this up for uh, five dollars. Uh, I will explain my trip to Fries. Uh, but yeah, I picked it up for five dollars at a Fries here <laughs> in Indiana, and I was like, I've been wanting to see this movie, and everywhere I was gonna rent it said it was like five bucks. So why not use that five bucks to keep it in case I like it? So that's what we're watching. <laughs> Your process of picking our time machines is wonderful. <laughs> My process of picking our time machines, if it seems totally random, 90% of the time is because I just got the Blu-ray and I want to watch it. <clears throat>
0: Uh, yes, I saw the Belko experiment. Um, actually, I I texted you. It was in New York. It was actually right when I moved to Cincinnati. I remember watching it on HBO then, and uh, it's so it's been a few years, but I definitely enjoyed it. And uh, hey, Marvel fans, there is a James Gunn connection that we'll talk about uh, with that movie next week when we get there. That will be on Thursday. You got uh, you all do have to rent that movie. It is not currently streaming anywhere for free, by the way, but malcolm and marie or go to fries they have it <laughs> yes uh malcolm and marie um that is on netflix like i said that will be coming out on tuesday belco will be on thursday nick tell everybody where they can email us about infinity war malcolm belco whatever the hell they want to talk about
1: Facebook Brownie Points Guide to Cinema, Instagram Brownie underscore points underscore guide, and Twitter at Brownie underscore cinema, as well as Brownie Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com uh, Dan, plug your letterbox to. Yes, I am on Letterboxed. You can follow me
0: at d brownie forty nine. The D is capital. D brownie forty nine.
1: And then I'm also on there, just so I could follow Dan's reviews. I don't even know what my username is, uh, but. Make sure you email us or send us messages about Brownie Bites, ideas you want us to do, whether they are countdowns to do, topics to discuss, or movie trailers to review, as well as movies to review, whether they're in theaters uh, or streaming new releases or time machines. Uh, leave us the highest rating that you possibly can on whatever platform you listen to us on. It's the best way to help us grow.
0: Yes. And sidebar, I know I'm hot and cold on Letterboxd, but trust me, I on my downtime, I will be on the app sporadically adding random things here and there. So, (laughs) but anyway, listeners, we will always be here in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms here in the United States and across the globe. Wear your mask, wash your hands, open your heart, shut your mouth, listen, be empathetic, care for one another, take care of one another, and that is the only way that 2021 will be better than twenty twenty. That is all we got. Thank you so much again for joining us on our 100th week of movie reviews. Here's to a hundred more cheers. We'll be back Tuesday for Malcolm and Marie and Thursday with the Belco experiment. We'll see you then.
1: We hit triple digits and eventually we'll hit my weight a number of episodes. Hopefully,
0: you know how terrible a 0.100 winning
1: percentage is. I don't know. I'm not a Jets fan or a bears yeah. fan. Actually, I retract my joke. I'm not a bears fan.
0: <laughs> and then vision is the macguffin through line through all the stories. It's <laughs> vision's the macguffin.
1: <laughs> vision is the magical macguffin pig. <laughs>
0: Magical McGuffin Mac- Magical Vision. <laughs> that sounds like the worst special feature to a DVD. Now in Magical McGuffin Vision.